This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Jewish way is not to turn the other cheek. While there are tremendous merits spiritually to staying silent in the face of insults, in fact, it's the perfect time to pray as the merits of not responding in anger are manifold. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. A friend of mine called me in tears the other day to unburden her broken spirit. She told me that in her office there's a clique of women who she knows are not fond of her. She says they snicker covertly at every comment she makes, and she knows that she's the butt of many of their jokes. She shared that she's not imagining this, that she'd seen written evidence of their gossip about her in an email that she inadvertently saw. Adrian, she cried, I can't confront them about this. I get physically sick from confrontation. The thought of it makes me want to quit my job. I know that I shouldn't let other people's opinions about me define me, but it hurts so badly. And then she asked me, from a Jewish standpoint, what she should feel or do about it. Now, I love this woman very much, and I felt absolutely gutted for her. I remembered my own kids experienced this kind of emotional bullying while growing up, and I thought of my friends' kids who are marginalized at school, and I thought... My God, does this never end, even as adults? And what's interesting to me is that this woman is as fierce as a mother bear when it comes to protecting the safety and dignity of her children, but for herself, she simply will not speak up. Now, I'm accustomed to looking at Jewish sources and making Jewish choices around not just my actions, but also my emotional reactions. This is not to say that I ignore or reject my emotions. I just have learned not to act out about them and how to respond to them in ways that de-escalate and judge favorably. So, after a suitable period of listening and commiserating, this is what I told her. The Jewish way is not to turn the other cheek. While there are tremendous merits spiritually to staying silent in the face of insults, in fact, it's the perfect time to pray, as the merits of not responding in anger are manifold. We're also taught not to hate your fellow in your heart. This means that it's often very important to air your feelings in an appropriate way in order not to have anger and hatred fester inside of you. That internal anger is dangerous for your health both physically and spiritually, and it can lead to other transgressions. This process is called giving tochacha in Hebrew, translated as reproof through proof. So I told her, your choice is between staying silent and praying hard for anything you need and learning how to express yourself clearly but respectfully. Of course, one can and should do both wherever possible. So I also told her to please bear in mind that everyone deserves and is legally entitled to a safe and productive work environment, that there's always the option to go to a supervisor, to human resources, and to get feedback on how to improve relations in the office. 
not to snitch, as it were, merely to express your concerns and ask if perhaps your supervisor notices something that's making you a target. The other option, I told her, is my preferred one, although it will cause her tremendous anxiety and by her own admission, make her feel sick. However, I believe that getting through this will liberate her fear once and for all, that she will see that while it's hard and scary to speak up for herself, she will not die from it, and that she will feel empowered, even through the fear. I told her to try saying, or writing if it's easier, this. I know that you are good people, and would never knowingly hurt another person in any way. Still, I notice that somehow I trigger you, and that you often laugh at me and make little hurtful comments about me. I believe I'm a decent human being, and I only want a peaceful work environment where I feel safe and respected. Is there something that I've done that makes you feel disdain towards me? Because I'm willing and open to hearing what that might be, if it will make all of our workdays better. If they deny it, and they likely will, you can say the following. Oh, I'm so glad to hear this. It was causing me so much pain to feel like the object of ridicule. Thank you for allowing me the dignity of speaking out my concerns. Words like this will put them on notice that you are listening and you are noticing. And if things don't improve, I told her, then you should go to your supervisor or HR professional with this. There's no worse feeling than the embarrassment of being humiliated and no worse behavior than humiliating someone else. It's considered like murder in our Torah. In fact, the Talmud says that one who embarrasses another in public, it's as if they shed that person's blood. Embarrassing someone publicly makes them go pale, like the blood drains out of their face. And this is why the Talmud says that when we shame someone, it's like wounding them and shedding their blood. Our commentators write that embarrassing someone is considered even lower than gossiping with hurtful speech. To scorn or mock one's fellow is also a very large transgression. While this does not alleviate the pain and the embarrassment my friend is feeling, it's all too ubiquitous. As hard as this is, we need to find the strength to give tochacha, reproof through proof, to not hate our fellows in our hearts, to speak up and give them a chance to change or even ask for forgiveness. We are in the month of Elul, the month that precedes Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's a time where we must scrutinize our transgressions And there's a custom to ask forgiveness to those we have transgressed against, to consider offering forgiveness even for the apology we might never receive. Because the way we move through this world in the month of Elul and the forgiveness that we offer others has an impact on the way we ourselves are judged and forgiven in heaven. I asked my friend, if she can treat herself with the same care and tenderness, with the same fierce mama bear protectiveness that she's shown on behalf of her children. I told her that God was wanting her to advocate for herself this time. This week, all of us need to consider to whom we owe an apology 
and who we may need to forgive as we move toward the high holiday season. Can we find the words to open the conversations we need to have, no matter how threatening and terrifying they feel? Can we refuse to hate someone in our hearts and find the strength to respectfully stand up for ourselves? Can we examine the resentments and the stories in our heads by airing them with their main characters? Because the month of Elul is an acronym for Ani Ledodi Vidodi Li. I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me. And sometimes we must be our own beloved. As Hillel famously said, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? And being only for myself, what am I? And if not now, when? Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.